This is day 15,052 in my journey of 28,000 days. So I've been sharing with all of you the fact that ever since I was 18, I started counting. I realized when my grandfather passed away at that particular age that there were only a handful of days we had to make count. The average lifespan of a human being is 76 years of age. 76 years of age is not that long. I used to think it'd be maybe 100,000 days, maybe a million days, but the reality is, is that it's only 28,000 days. So today is day 15,052. And for me, these conversations make this day worthwhile. I like to bring to the table things that are on my mind. So today is no different. We're going to be bringing to the table the discussion of the power of knowing who you are. Do you know who you are? Have you figured that out yet? I know that it was immensely powerful in my own journey. So I'm bringing that topic to the table and I'm inviting all of you to get involved and come be a part of the discussion, whether you're on Clubhouse, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Instagram, on Twitter, on Spotify, it doesn't matter. We want you to be a part of this discussion. And I hope that these discussions are able to take us in directions where we build a community, where we have a conversation about the different goals we're trying to reach and where we're trying to go. So the power of who you are. Have you figured it out yet? I, you know, to be honest, it took me, gosh, the better part of my 20s, the better part of my 30s, and now in my 40s, um, I'm still, I'm still figuring out who I am. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that I need to do, what journeys I need to experience to figure out who. And here's the thing, who is very different from what? I think in today's day and age, we've reached a moment in time where essentially we have a list of what parading around, masquerading around as though if it was our who. But that couldn't, but that couldn't be further from the truth. To be honest, I mean, the list of what, who cares about that? We live in a world now where LinkedIn is so important, Facebook is so important, all these social media platforms have become so dominant in our life that it has conditioned us to believe that in order to talk about the who, when we introduce ourselves, when we talk to others, um, you know what? Most of the time, we're telling people what, not who we are. Who has to deal with your passion? Who has to deal with your interests, your values, your principles, the driving entities of that person that you are? It boils down sometimes to a small voice inside of us that directs us in particular ways. Sometimes it's about listening to the music that we love. Sometimes it's about mm, having a voice inside that's telling us this is not really what you want to do or where you want to be or what direction you want to go. But sometimes we don't even listen to that. And that's really the topic that I have on my mind on day 15,052. 
Who are we? Who am I? Who are you? Let's have this discussion. Let's dive in deep. And if you're listening to us, feel free to come on to Clubhouse. I see Anuel on uh, Instagram. Happy birthday, by the way, Anuel. It's belated now because we're now uh, on March 2nd. Your birthday was yesterday. But um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking forward to these, to these discussions. So we're on Clubhouse, everyone. Come on over to Clubhouse. Join the discussion. Uh, let's, let's have a genuine discussion of who we are and how we get there. You know, I think it's a, it's a common, it is a common thing for all of us to confuse what with who. So when someone says, who are you? We have a tendency to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm the president of such and such organization, or I founded this particular organization, or uh, I'm a father, or I'm a mother. Okay. Those are all what's. That's not really who. And to get into the who, geez, I mean, that's a deep, deep discussion. Getting into the who discussion, it's like you have to almost divorce yourself from that what. You have to divorce yourself from that LinkedIn profile that you're so proud of because we're all proud of that LinkedIn profile, right? Uh, it's where we put our little accolades and everything that we've, we've, but those are just running lists of what. And in today's day and age, what doesn't matter? What doesn't matter? You could be sweeping table, sweeping the floors, cleaning tables, waiting tables. You could be a bar back. The what doesn't matter. What matters is developing who you are. What matters is figuring out, all right, what are my passions? What are my goals? What are my dreams? What direction do I want to go in in life? And if you haven't figured that out, if you haven't figured out what your mountain is in life, then it's about time that you invest a few of your 28,000 days to figuring it out. It's a journey to be sure. You don't always have the answer as to who, but who is about passion, who is about interests, drivers such as principles and values, that's the nexus of who you are. That's the core. That's at the core of who you are. And if you can properly peg them down and say, these, I have a collaborative spirit. Okay. That's, that's, that's getting to a core of who I am. I started figuring that out probably in my 20s. I knew I, I, I preferred collaboration over competition, for example. And, and I noticed that a lot of my peers were into this whole model of, yeah, let me, let me shit on you for, for, for not, you know, being at this level or for not being at my level. And it was this uh, tit for tat kind of competition. Some people called it healthy competition. Couldn't disagree with that more. I hated that. But, you know, you just kind of roll with the punches. You, you kind of just go with it. Yeah, everybody's so obsessed with that, that what list becoming the way in which you compete. But if you can really dig deep and listen to that voice inside, you start coming up with these amazing pieces of the puzzle. 
as to who you are. And slowly you start gaining clarity over that. And that, that is what I personally have loved more than anything else from the journey, have loved more than anything else as I've traveled and compared my spirit, my way of life, my way of thought, the driving passions, values, interests in my life when I've traveled and compared them and gotten to meet all sorts of different people, gotten to hang out with people like Jonathan Coloma, who uh, is just joining us on Clubhouse, and it's great to have him back. But as I started kind of hanging out with different people, I start, it, it's, it's almost like having a canvas. You have a canvas with which you can pretty much start figuring out who you are and painting that picture. If it hasn't been painted already, and if it's already been painted and you don't like the picture that's been developed about yourself as to who you are, then you could mess with it. You could throw some white paint on it and start all over. You could do so much, right? But the point is you have to be able to differentiate who is different than what. And most people are caught up with the what. And if you're caught up with the what, I'll tell you what, you're probably in the rat race right now. You're probably worried about what kind of car you're driving, where you're living, where your house is located. Are you keeping up with the Joneses? And all of that distraction from really developing something worthwhile, something that you're able to really get behind and, 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 and do more with. Build a life that you could say, you know what, these days, these days that I'm working on right now, these days that I'm investing in right now, they're, they're, they're worth the investment. Not any of this business where you look back, you know, in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and you go, why did I spend my life doing that? Why did I spend the days, the few days that I had doing that? And I don't want to be that person. So that's why I'm on this journey, and I thought I'd kind of open it up and, and have the conversation with everyone about well, where are you? What do you, have you figured out the right reasons? I haven't figured it out, guys. I, I still, it's a, still a process, a journey that's in development, but I have figured out there's a lot of power. There's a lot of power in knowing who you are, in, in understanding who is more important than what. And if you can't make that differentiation yet, if you still are having some difficulty figuring out what the heck is this guy talking about? What the heck is heck you're talking about? Well, then, then, we, have, then we have a conversation to be had because, because again, if you can differentiate that, that's step one. Who is different than what? And who entirely has to deal with yourself, with your self-reflection, living with your own thoughts, understanding what those thoughts mean, understanding that voice that lives inside of us. So I'm curious to find out what that voice has been for others. Feel free to join us in the discussion. Come online. Uh, I see people joining us on uh, different uh, on, diff on different channels, and we'll get to you. Feel free to type in your 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 questions, your thoughts, your ideas. And if you love these kinds of discussions in Spanish, well, you can subscribe to Vendiocho Mil Dias on Spotify. And that discussion is entirely in Spanish and it's entirely different topics than the ones being discussed in English. So you can potentially, you know, listen to two podcasts and uh, 
they are going to be about different subject matter. That, that furthers the ball in terms of what we're trying to achieve here, which is kind of personal development, figuring out our project development and where we're going to take projects that generate a social impact. And that's really what, what 28,000 Days has become all about. And I love... I love, love, love what we've begun to build here because we're, we have a neat community and I can't thank you guys enough because it's, it, it all happened just through, during the pandemic. I see, I see uh, Adriana on Instagram, Adriana, come on to Clubhouse, have a discussion with us here. But Adriana saying, yeah, your mountain, building your mountain, walking towards your mountain. She's saying those comments on Instagram. The purpose is who you are. That's absolutely right. It's about figuring out your purpose in life. So it's, it's awesome to have you guys. I see Jonathan. I see Jill. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the conversation. Jonathan, tell me, tell me, tell me your process, man. How, how, how are you doing in figuring out the who? Does, does, it, does it make sense, the who versus the what? And are you still in that process of development? Absolutely. Let me start first by saying I'm surprised by the fact that you're still figuring out the who versus, you know, all the things you've accomplished, right? I've always seen you as someone who's self-identified like to the max, right? So those existentialist questions, I think that you are on the pursuit of things. And I know that, you know, counting the days really has you thinking about what you want to do, but that's from my perspective, that's not putting you down, right? Everyone's in a different place in their life. And I don't think I've answered the question of who, but I think I can describe myself well to kind of build a picture. So is that where you stand too? Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, that's where I stand. It, it, the reason it's still a process, man, for me uh, on a personal level, Jonathan, is just there's been moments where I thought, oh, I know exactly who I am. And then, and then I end up figuring, no, <laughs> no, you're not that, or you're not, you're not what you thought, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's always an evolution. It's always shifting. And, and for me, that's, that's, uh, that's big. So that's, that's where I stand. But yeah, man, I'd love to hear your journey and how you're figuring out and like dividing it up uh, in terms of, all right, this is really at the core of who I am. It's not a what, I mean, what, what's that been like for you? What are the basic tenets of who you are? So a lot of who I am is uh, I'm a spiritual person. I want to say first, um, anytime that I have difficulty in life, I turn away, right? And I go to one, one being, right? One person that can help nurture me and give me strength. Um, on top of that, I'm a very biophilic person, I think is the word. So I love life and diversity. So I'll look at plants. I love keeping plants in every room in my house, right? Um, dogs, I love dogs. And I also collect coral and I collect um, saltwater fish. So I'm that kind of person that has to have life around me in different forms. And I've discovered that. Um, and I'm a very attentive, detailed person. So that could tell you something about the way I like things in life. Um, but as for who I think that I have in the past, up until pretty much this point, define myself by the what's, right? I can say, okay, I've made this. I have this house. I have this car. I'm like, damn, that sounds an awful like me, awful lot like me. So I guess I was <laughs> caught in that trap too, right? And I yeah. did lose part of self. Yeah. Another thing that is self-evident is that we're always someone different. 
every yeah. day that we wake up we're someone different we evolve like you said yeah um so now looking back at it i can say hey um that's not where i want to go right per se i don't want to keep up with the joneses anymore i don't want to do that i yeah. want to live comfortably and be happy so that's kind of where my gears started turning towards something else so it's very true that every day i hear conversations that you're having <laughs> i want to quit my job i swear <laughs> <laughs> well all right so, so that that's saying something to you and you know one, one of the things for me is that as you mentioned that i want to i want to be real with you. i i don't want people to think that oh it's not cool for you to have a nice car a nice house but those are all like beside you know it's kind of like it, it, they're just superfluous to the conversation of the who it's like if you have a nice ride that's that's freaking awesome you know that's freaking awesome good for you I, i love i love my car i i bought it off the you know the the showroom floor a convertible a nice little convertible that's great you know i've had that car by the way since i graduated college that was my gift to myself and that car is still with me to this very day. I love it. It's a little roadster. Love it. it. The thing is though that it doesn't define who I am. You know, it it is not it's that's not me. Like if I was to say, "Well, who is Hector?" I, the first thing out of my mouth is not going to be red two-seat roadster, you know, with a graduate of even Georgetown. Like those are to me almost like flashing your 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 the the clothes you're sporting, you know? It's like it's like There's no need to flash. You know, if you're dressed if you're dressed nice, well, people are going to notice. You, there's no need for you to 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 put the little the put the little polo on the or the put the little Tommy or the and to just kind of put it in people. That's where it's like if you're wrapping yourself up and a lot of people do. If you're wrapping yourself around brands. If you are like, yeah, I'm a Beamer man. Like, you know, I used to drive a, an X3. Like that's like so superficial and so it's not to say that it's wrong don't drive a beamer nah go drive a beamer if you want to go for it go nuts but but at the end of the day it's not who you are it's not who Jonathan is it's not who I am it's not who Adriana who is now joining us is it's not who Jill is it's it's we're we're different you know it's it the who is something it's it's entirely different conversation you know what i'm saying Absolutely. Jell, man, how's your journey with the who, man? Man, let's talk about my who. Um, <laughs> by the way, hi Adriana, miss you. Hey! <laughs> Jonathan, always good to hear from you, brother. I appreciate you. I'm here. Hey, Coloma. Hey, Audrey. But Hey, it's so nice to hear your voice. I know, same here. Hermanos. Exactly. Love you guys. So excited to be here. So it's, it's a reunion of sorts. <laughs> yeah. But um I mean, let's talk about my who. I mean, Hector, I think we've we've had conversations um about who I thought I was pretty much at every stage when I thought I had identified who I was. Um but I think both of you guys hinted on it, you know, it's something that's ever evolving. Um the situations that you put yourself into or that you get put into uh eventually help mold you into who you're going to be tomorrow. Um for me, I've, you know, realized especially with COVID that 
being of service and giving back is something who that is something that is like hugely important to me. Um, so much to the point that I quit my job, took a job that pays less money, that I work less hours so that I can focus on my business and being able to give back to the community. Um, and it's a realization that came with me finally realizing that I not, I don't need a million dollars to make myself happy. I don't need a brand new car. I don't need a phone. Um, that's, you know, top model. And these are all the things that I always focused on. Um, you know, I had to have the new bells and whistles when it came to technology. Um, I wanted to switch out my car every three to five years and, you know, it just, it wasn't making me happy. It made me, it, it helped me give off. Like I was successful. Um, but in reality, like I ruined a lot of my friendships, a lot of my relationships. Um, and you know, I became kind of a hermit where I was just completely like, I just outcasted myself. Uh, because I wasn't happy with who I was. So I am finally like in a place where it's like, yo, like this, this is who I like my, this is, this is the way that I like being that I enjoy who I am as a person. Um, and it's, you know, making sure that nobody goes hungry, um, making sure that, you know, I can cook and express myself through cooking um, Hector, you know, we've been, you've been helping me along with this journey of starting my own food business. Yeah. Um, and we've been covering that on the channel and, you know, it's, it's something that's crazy. Cause, um, you know, up until recently, like I, I wouldn't say that I was, uh, like super religious, but religious, is, religion is something that I've been, uh, getting into. And, you know, the other day I'm watching a sermon and the pastor's wearing a shirt that said, uh, stay humble, stay hungry. And when I read that shirt, the first thing that came out of my mouth and I wrote it down is everyone should stay hungry for what they want to achieve, but nobody should go hungry for food. Hashtag let's feed the world. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it down. And, you know, it's it's what I'm focusing on um, apart from my business. Uh, so, you know, me and my little brother who, uh, Hector, I think you've met once or twice, but yeah, yeah. he moved out to this area a couple years ago um, and he was getting ready to jump on a flight to Egypt for vacation. And we're talking and he's like, hey, like, let's sit down. I want to talk about starting a nonprofit. And I was like, bro, I was calling you to tell you the same thing. So, you know, that's that's going to be the next project um, that, you know, is going to be a family business uh, or family organization, not even a business, just an organization. And it's just going to focus on feeding communities and and making sure that people don't go hungry man because that's beautiful man that's you that's, know and and that's my who right now that, that's a different part of the who by the way that's a way different that's a new chapter that's a brand new chapter to the who discussion we've been having up to up to this point in time so and and i and i want to and i want to get back to that and and i also want to focus also on the on the on the who journey in terms of uh you know the, you know you talk a bit i mean now you and jonathan have both talked about the the distractions and i, and I 
I, I gotta say, I think the world has made it so that there are heavy distractions. My best friend and I uh, have a running conversation about uh, the Matrix, and it's it started with the movies because we've known each other since we were eleven, so we're obviously fans of the movies. But it's kind of like it, it, we've taken the Matrix as almost an analogy to 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 something that does exist in the ether, like. In your 28,000 days, you're going to have a matrix that is essentially wanting you to, it's the force that's wanting you to comply with the Joneses or societal standards or, you know, the career ladder. And in your 30s, you're supposed to be middle management. And in your 40s, if you're lucky, you'll be one of the few who becomes a executive and you're not a senior executive yet you're a kind of a entry-level executive and then if you reach your 50s you get to and and that is the matrix right it's the way in which society wants or expects you to actually act and for the most part they stuff us with a ton of distractions and a ton of things that will that will keep us there that will that will sort of choke out that inner voice that lives inside of us is saying, hey, like, I've been wanting to start a restaurant for the longest time, or I've been wanting to be in food for the longest time, or I've been wanting to be in the arts for the longest time, or I've wanted to be an entrepreneur, a politician. X marks the spot, fill it in, whatever X is. But it's, there's all these distractions. It's like, oh, well, you got the Beamer now? Oh, well, wait a minute, son. You're about to pay $500 to $800 a month to keep your beamer, you know? And, and how much is that shackling you down and becoming a distraction that's not just distracting you and maybe becoming that bit of um, kind of anesthetic for what you really want to do. Because if you really were to shit, you were talking about becoming spiritual, Joe. It's like, I mean, spirituality, there's so many in various different, you know, organized religions, stories about the power of leaving everything behind and focusing on your journey, right? And and it's 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 an analogy to life as well. It's like it's like oh, like how many the the Buddhist tradition, the Catholic tradition, all these traditions are telling you that basically the same thing. There's going to be distractions. There's going to be forces along the way. Uh, either choose to leave all that behind and focus on your inner voice, your inside journey, your 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 mountain, as Adri was describing a little while ago. And I want to introduce Adri to the podcast because Adriana is my sister. I think out of everyone, we're all family here, but out of everyone uh, here around this table tonight, uh, Adri, you and I have had this uh, this running discussion for the longest time, perhaps your entire life. Our entire life. lives. <laughs> Our entire life, yeah. <laughs> so your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, hey, uh, I'm so excited to be here with you guys and sharing a little bit of space. I am not alone. I am very much uh, in good company with Diego and her little doggy Negrita, which Jonathan dreamed that you're a dog lover was awesome. But that conversation of like the power of knowing who you are, of answering that who that's constantly changing, constantly evolving. It has been I think a central part not it has been the central part of a lot of our conversations and it's always percolating in the back of our minds 
And I love how you talk about the, you know, the societal pressures, how things are already defined for you from the very beginning. I mean, if you even look at our educational constructs, they they encourage us to earn the A and the A is identified by a certain rubric. And all of that has basically been at the basis of a lot of, of all of our development. And so it, it stifles any kind of dream or any kind of thinking of maybe stepping out of that because it just doesn't benefit the society as society wants to benefit from you. So you, I think part of the question of knowing who you are is also knowing what you're not. The things that you refuse to, to like hold on to or carry with you. I, I think one of the biggest parts of that too is that that pressure that we get from that societal pressure of like the matrix, the ladder, the any anything you want to call it, the do's or don'ts of life, the check boxes that you need to check off and stuff. It really, what it does is it really funnels, it funnels us into this hyper individualistic, independent, it's all about me mentality, where you and I, Hector, were always talking about not me us it's the power of us it's and it goes back to what uh gel was saying about service to others it's coming back to that circle of what am i not i am not by myself i am not in service to just me myself and i i need to figure out the the gifts and talents and loves that i have that are in service to others and in doing that i think it'll start breaking down these walls of just of just focusing on our needs and our desires when in fact we are so much bigger than than just that and i i love that that's always been part of our conversations and you know the scary it's it's a scary it's a scary move to step outside the box and then create your own thing and then to say no nah, i'm not exactly going to do it this way because people are afraid of it and and it's it's just part it's it's part of the ride but it's also part of it's the thing that becomes intimidating about defining who you are but first of all knowing that that definition isn't going to be absolute it's it's a definition that changes all the time which is beautiful you know um i want to i want to welcome uh yuri or jury to the to the conversation jerry welcome and uh, if you want to come on up you're more than welcome to be part of a discussion, talking in depth about the power of knowing who you are. And Adriana, one of the things that comes to mind is there's an experience that you and I shared uh, that I, I just have to bring to the table this evening about the power of who you are. If there's any, any single speech that has ever marked my life in, in a significant way, and it lives online as like a, a, a huge, like very viral video, but you and I were both there, was the speaker at your graduation from University of the Arts, ends up being uh, a big time artist who wrote Doctor Who and wrote all sorts of, he's a prolific writer, most of you should know who I'm talking about. If you don't, I'll leave that as some homework for you, or maybe Adi will give you the name of the person. But uh, I don't. I kind of want to give you a little, a little bit of, of of work to do there. Who wrote Doctor Who? Who's the Who's the author before behind Doctor Who? Anyways, he he makes this amazing speech 
which is called Make Good Art. It's Neil Gaiman, guys. I have to say it. It's Neil Gaiman. <laughs> yes, it's Neil Gaiman. So I already gave you the, the, the answer for those of you that don't know. But it's like, it's like he makes, he, he's, he keeps saying over and over, make good art. In, in good times, in bad times, make good art. And then he dives into the story of The Who, talking about the author of Doctor Who, really knowing the power of who you are. Like, this guy dives deep. He starts talking about imposter syndrome, not knowing really who he was in his 20s and his teens, having to, like, false falsify his own resume in order to get his first jobs. Adri, that experience, that speech, like, I was in the audience. You were graduating that day. But that speech marked my life, like, forever. And... It's, it's just so powerful about the story of The Who. Maybe you can give it a little bit more color, but it's, it's, it lives in my memory forever. And it talks about heading towards your mountain, which is exactly what we've been talking about this evening. Definitely. It was, it was amazing. It absolutely did make its mark so much so that it ended up being a little published book that later I got signed by the awesome Neil Gaiman himself, which was a total like geek out nerd moment which everybody knows that when I had those I get pretty spastic I just wanted to read one of my favorite parts it says so I thought I'd tell you everything I wish I'd known starting out and a few things that looking back on it I suppose that I did know and that I would also give you the best piece of advice I ever got which I completely failed to follow and that was my favorite part that he failed to follow this like piece of advice first of all when you start out on a career in the arts you have no idea what you are doing this is great like it was that idea that you always kind of have to have this pressure to know what you're doing all the time and present yourself as such but he explains how in the power of not knowing the rules and not knowing how to act yourself you don't know that you're breaking rules you don't know that you're that you're going down this way that people are not used to and you're setting yourself up so that you don't even realize how you're already changing the game simply by embracing the i don't know because you're boldly breaking rules without even knowing that you're breaking them simply by embracing the fact that you don't know. And that is like so absolutely so liberating to, to embrace the I don't know. But if it's in the direction, going back to the whole mountain idea, he keeps talking about how he wrote a list when he was young about the things he wanted to do. And all of it revolved around writing. And then... If, if he was getting close to that, if he was writing, then he was taking the steps towards doing things in his career that he wanted to do. But ultimately, it was he was getting closer to telling the stories he wanted to tell simply by always checking in with himself. Am I writing or am I not writing? And I it was also great because in that speech, he also talks about the power of like turning around and saying no because it's not getting you closer to your goals. So he was writing for a newspaper. I don't know if you remember this part. He was writing for a newspaper at some point. And they wanted to pick him up 
to write more articles and he ended up saying no to take on kind of like in your same story gel like he ended up saying no to solid steady money because he was writing for he was writing for a newspaper whereas he wanted to write short stories and he wanted to write fantasy and he wanted to write fiction and that right even though that was steady for him and safe that wasn't getting him closer to what he ultimately wanted to tell stories about so he so he left it like he just dropped something steady which i think for a lot of us especially during these pandemic times anything that's steady and solid even contemplating walking away from it is so overwhelming and so like big no no don't do that but he did and he started to even though it was a job that paid less he started to write short stories and people started to pick it up and they put it in the new yorker and then they put it over here and people started to really love the intrigue of his writing and it's it's those moments of just the powerful moment of it's not closer to what i want or what i want to do or how i want to be of service to others like that i think embracing the i don't know embracing the i'm going to make decisions others don't agree with gets you closer to the who but it is absolutely overwhelming and scary and it's completely being redefined right now i think one of the most interesting things i've been reading about pretty steadily is that a lot of folks this this pandemic has provided us time to genuinely contemplate what are the most important things in your life getting closer to really knowing yourself because literally you have nothing else to do like you are stuck in your apartment or you're stuck in your home with whomever is in there or you're by yourself and so you get to ask yourself these big jumongous questions and and that's pretty that's pretty astonishing it's like this is the time where we're all checking in thermometer wise what is the temperature of your life and we have lots of people walking away from their industries because it just it's not fulfilling it's not helping it's not it, it, there's so many blanks that are left in your life that it's not filling for you i mean take a look at what just happened during the pandemic with the amount of massive relocations that happened during the pandemic i mean that alone already tells exactly. you it's like people were given a little bit of license to work from home and then their employers said but we don't know whenever where it is that you're going back to work and it's like almost instantaneously people relocated to save money perhaps others because they wanted to live in other locations adriana you've got friends that relocated from new york city to el paso texas just because they wanted to be closer to home and that's really where their heart was but new york was keeping them in new york in the grind and so it's it's it was a small moment where they're able to listen to the voice inside and say All right, I'm finally going to do the who bit because I'm given I'm being given permission to do it. And that's why you're saying right now that the Neil Gaiman stuff stuff is so relevant because it's like this guy was like, "Hey, first step to figuring out who you are, break the rules. Break the rules. Like don't follow those rules. Do something else." Absolutely. It's and it, it goes back to that same thing, right? Where if you want something to change you have to change the things you're doing and if you keep doing the same things and expecting things to change that is the definition of insanity peeps like most of the time we're all like i'm going crazy and i'm sure we've all been fe- feeling that way but 
it's it's that moment it's these questions this moment this permission like you're saying where we have been allotted the grace of time for most of us right where we have those sleepless nights and there's not a lot of sound going on there's you find a quiet space in yourself and it's like yeah it's it's time to kind of listen to that drummer and break that rule whatever those rules may be whoever has been imposing them whether it's you or your mom or your job or your tia down the street like who whatever they are you start realizing more and more that if you tune into the things that bring you joy happiness that inspire you that make you feel alive as cheesy and as self-help booky that sounds nah, that is right on point that is on point it is es la verdad es la mera verdad it's it's the truth yeah and if you are not watering that plant in your life and i'm i'm now speaking metaphorically the plant being all of your dreams all the things that bring you joy and love and excitement and inspiration if you're not watering that it dies so then your insights kind of die and so it's very okay for you to be in a routine and you you think all right i'm complacent everything's fine but it doesn't it takes a global pandemic to shake you out of it and be like wow this is my life like routine in and out which i'm not saying there's anything wrong with routine Routines can be very very healthy. But I'm saying more like if you feel monotony like I'm just and there's no benefit to this routine, then we got to shake things up. We got to break the rule. We got to we got to step outside of our little zone that makes us comfy. Yeah. And take that step. You know what I mean? I yeah, totally. And we're getting all we're getting all sorts of comments online to uh Jorge in Mexico is saying Well, it it could also be that people are relocating because it's expensive regarding space. Yeah, and people have to keep up these expenses, and because those expenses are there, Jorge, then you get into a rat race, right? That that you can never really get out of because you have to pay these bills, and you can never get to back to doing the creative things you want to do. Um, I want to go to uh, I want to welcome uh, Jury Love uh, to the conversation. You've been patiently. Listening to all of us, Jury, tell us a little bit about yourself and and your thoughts on our ongoing conversation about the power of knowing who you are, and 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 really following that, and and not getting distracted by the what lists and all that that we've been discussing. Thank you so much, everyone. My name is Jury Love. I'm from Massachusetts, but I'm originally from Japan. You can see my profile. And you can see my Instagram. I'm a journalist, model, musician, actor. I just joined the SAG, and I'm author of uh, a book called A Gift from Adversity: Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. And throughout wow. my journey, um, the uh, it's it's available on Amazon, and then it became Amazon number one new release last year in all three categories. That's um, amazing! Congrats on that. Thank you very much. And then I'm a recipient of Heroes Among Us from Boston Celtics. So I've done a lot of things in my life, and I just did a major Netflix movie along with my son, uh, with Oscar-winning director writer um, Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio. So it's been a quite journey. And then knowing who I am, the power of knowing myself, um, it's been a complete journey. Having to overcome the sexual abuse for my father in Japan and um, domestic violence and homeless. I was homeless when I was 18, and you know, throughout 
my journey and then um, creating a nonprofit in America, teaching music to juvenile offenders and getting this award from Boston Celtics or New England Patriots um, really taught me to really not listen to the abusers, like people who bully. And I last month I had to uh, put restraining order against my ex-husband um, and then a year restraining order was granted. And it's just like when you have this self, um, low self-esteem throughout the abuse and sexual abuse experience, you just completely get lost who you truly are. And especially last month, even though I have this, well, I have all these accomplishments in my life that really whacked me and then um, completely destroyed me in a way. But then reminding myself of who exactly I am and um, just going through the full blown of panic attack and then PTSD um, kind of woke me up in a way that, you know, it's not worth spending time of, of these abusers or people who don't give a fuck about you. But rather, I have to shift my comfort zone and paradigm to move forward and I have I decided myself from this month on that I'm going to do something extraordinary every day that I've never done so that's what I've been doing for like after this shit month of February but thank you wow Jerry your your story is so powerful and it's so multifaceted testimony thank you for sharing that was super brave yeah yes that was awesome so thank you so, so Jury, what, what would you say are like, I think you've mentioned something that just has to get mentioned and, and, and again for people. It's everybody lives through traumatic experiences in different forms, whether it, you know, at, at some point, in other words, we all have scars and there are different kinds of scars. It can be through traumatic events. Uh, it could be through just life and falling down and having to get back up again. There's so many ways in which we're, we we all have scars. And I've told people, you know, scars are like are something that you, you should wear like a badge of honor because they shape who it is that you become, who it is that you are. Could you share a little bit of like, for you, in terms of who that is, in terms of maybe like your passions, your drivers, your principles, your values, like, what how what does that story looks look like? I mean, obviously, you've now written a book about it. You've now uh, gotten into creative spaces where you're developing film about it, about experiences such as these. What is who who are you? How how do you arrive at those th- that those labels those that story of telling who you are? So I'm actually a journalist. Um, I've written about 300 articles. And then today, I, I'm, I was just working on my article for um, tomorrow's deadline. And in a way, though, like I'm, I became really good at like motivational speech. I've invite, I've been invited to conferences and then colleges and schools. So I've done that a lot. And then throughout advocating myself and my stories, like I've met so many people who opened up to me and then told me about their sexual abuse or stories that some people said they never told anyone. And then I feel compelled to um, share a story in a way that 
it's not just you it's bigger than you it's me too movement and then it's all like you know the experience not just so last for instance last night i was on um facebook live with this uh, domestic violence prevention organization called love life now um and then some so many audiences on a live bought my book and resonated of like what how what i have experienced unfortunately but in a way that i feel really compelled to be authentic of who you are and not being ashamed by what happened to you and i was um one time i i was um listening to some youtube of survivor of the uh girl who was kidnapped and then she was saying like i think some of the journalists like you no know, asked her like why are you smiling and then she said because that's what happened to me that's not who i am and that was so powerful um so i feel i really feel like people have like a difficult time for drawing a line between what happened to them and who they are because that can really like overpower say for instance my dad raped me and my sister i was raised in like violence like dysfunctional home and i escaped from him when i was 13 and i got home i was i got kicked out from my mom when i was 18 and like those kind of um adversities like you know really shape like of your concept of who you are but that is really completely different what you are who you are is not what happened to you in the past in the way that it shapes you but your concept and brain and the power of moving forward and then learning from other people like this platform clubhouse or sharing uh with others um i think i'm very um open and an unbiased person and then being a journalist really helped me to be super super unbiased and then listening to so many people that i interviewed and i also do a tv show host and then i have produced short films and feature films i'm a tv film producer as well as um and then i think telling stories in any kind of forms helps you gain a perspective and i think perspective is the key and you know just a brain power yeah. of pushing forward and then just differentiating the event versus your emotion is hard <laughs> it can get mixed up but i think that is how um i'm keeping it forward and then my epigraph on my book i just want to share um is um i said it's my original epigraph and it says the sooner you can find the courage to accept your adversity the sooner you can pave a positive path in your precious life that's my epigraph so i just wanted wow. to share that with you that's Thanks. that's amazing so where where can we find the book i tell people i mean by the way that we're recording a podcast it's called 28000 days you can follow it on spotify and uh if you're okay with it this story uh is being recorded and will be on the podcast tomorrow so please tell people where they can find your book oh that's so nice thank you so much um so a gift from adversity a jewelry love um you can just go to amazon.com yeah. and then you can just type a gift from adversity and then my name is jewelry j u r i love l o v e and then you'll find a japanese um me <laughs> like standing That's um amazing. you can see the cover so yeah thank you so much and i speak a little bit of spanish too super bien jewelry where, where did you pick up the spanish donde donde aprendiste el español 
um, compré libros en series en Japón en emprender español um, en jap japonés uh, porque um, trabajé en el reformatorio okay. um, y um, muchas uh, bandas um, hablas en español okay. so, quiero aprender <ríe> a comunicar, a comunicar uh, con mis estudiantes super, super bien Yuri y, y... We also do the podcast in Spanish. It's on different topics. Maybe one of these days you come on to the podcast and, 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 and talk to us a little bit about your book there too as well. Oh but, my God. Yeah, so, but but you'd, have to, you'd have to probably prep for, for, for that. But I, I, it would be awesome to have you. I, I can't thank you enough for, for being open and sharing. Uh, I mean, just let's go for thoughts around the table um, about the conversation thus far. And obviously, Jerry's... Uh, powerful experience on the shaping of the who based off of you know significant events in life whether they're traumatic other experiences the, these scars that that you know are, are really the, the topic of where the conversation has gone now they, they become part of who you are in shaping the who but not just as jury said it's it's not it's those those events don't don't define you but they it shapes the eventual who Jonathan, Adriana, Jell, thoughts on the discussion thus far? Uh, is, is it becoming clearer or grayer, murkier in terms of how to arrive at the who? Jury, I have to say, I do have a few words for you in Spanish. I'll start with, compré tu libro. <laughs> so I found it. Of course. I found it on Amazon, Yavila Japonesa, right in the front cover. Oh, <laughs> I'm definitely so looking much. forward to getting it and reading it. Um, just because I, I believe in supporting good people, right? Oh. Supporting people that want to propel themselves. People that I come across from everywhere, right? You know, they always say, buy local, right? So now, Jury, you're part of the locals. Right? Oh. I want to bring that up. Um, but you brought Thanks. up a lot of... You brought up a really, really good point um, about being a victim of the domestic violence, not exactly telling you who you are, right? But it does give you uh, like a critical moment to pause and for you to define yourself, right? So I am a victim of violence or of homelessness or, you know, whatever it could be. But it's up to you really to make that critical decision about where you want to take it. Right. And where you take it is is more in line with who you are. Right. Because you identify as the survivor. You identify as that person who's going to write a book, someone who's going to, you know, show the world what it is or what has happened. You know, a lot of people don't have that courage. And I think those people are different. Right. Not saying any that they're any better or any worse, um, but it really defines. I think who is is intertwined with kind of our soul, right? So that's that's everything I got out of it is, it's interesting because when you started saying things, right, about who you were, I started saying, that's a little bit of the what, that's a little bit of the what, but then when you piece it all together, I'm like, wow, that is who she is, you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, I-, I, I Thank you so much. One of one of the things that was most that that really stood out to me, Jury, from everything that you said, 
is that it is difficult to draw that line between what happened to you and who you are. It's I think it's, it it goes along. You can couple that with obligations that you feel you need to fulfill, or these kinds of pressures that others or other or outside forces may kind of be putting on you. But you have to draw the line somewhere. And as difficult as that may be, it allows you to create a path towards yourself, which I think was was something that struck me as well as your your comments on you know shifting the paradigm changing the narrative so that the things that you still the things that you knew you could still give to others where you were you were giving back where you were teaching music where you were uh working or helping people work through their own adversities and abuses i think i think in that you find the strength of who, like Jonathan said so beautifully, that's intertwined with your soul. El alma, which is a soul, that is the thing that comes through when when you speak from a place of truth, like you said, that that is such a root to your journalism. You are speaking from a perspective of truth and an objective truth where you have to listen and observe and watch and hear everyone and then write about it. There's there's so much of that that allows you to be the kind of storyteller that you've become that helps others to find their own paths and journeys. It doesn't have to be through the same the same choices that you chose for expression, whether it was journalism or modeling or acting or TV producing, but you talk about the story. And I think that, that that's just like really awesome. And it goes back to our who beautifully because we have to develop our stories. We have to find out and just and make the decision that we are writing them. No one else is. It's us. We are the writer of our own life script. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. We're the authors. And 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 oftentimes society or our family or experiences we've lived are are writing those those pieces for us instead of us writing them, Adri. So I, I really I, I really identify with what you with what you're saying. Jill. Your, your thoughts on the conversation thus far and is it getting easier to figure out the who or is it getting more difficult i mean for me uh i think for everybody you know it's it's putting the pieces together um you know i always say that my life is like a game of tetris um and that's exactly who i am i'm a complicated individual i think that this conversation sheds light on it I'm not gonna say that it's making things murkier, but it's helping me identify the who portion a little bit clearer. Um, Yuri, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. I did miss the tail end of it. I got pulled away from something, but you know, it it speaks to who you are in your strength and being able to talk about what you've gone through. Um, and I think Adri and, and Jonathan, you know, made great points. Um, and I agree with everything that they said. Um, you know, my who is going to be different than everyone else's who. And, you know, it, it comes down to you trying to create, you trying to define your who, not letting others define your who for you. Yeah, right on, man. Right on. And I think that what I'd like to do is go around the table and just uh, capture 
the the different steps and tips that you recommend or that you've come away with as a conclusion as to figuring out who you are. I think I think we've we've done the macro view, right? We've 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 talked about the fact that listening to that voice inside involves part of that step one. Starting to break rules and societal norms is included in that step one, right? But for your own personal journey, what are the tips you'd give yourself, you'd give others as to discovering that who based off of this conversation, this discussion, um, so that we can begin to maybe wrap it up a little in terms of figuring out and giving that that morsel of this. These are the lessons. These are the key ones. You want to get started, Jonathan? Sure thing. A wise old man once told me. Do what you have to do first, so then you can do what you want. And that always stuck with me. So the advice to myself now is don't listen too much to what you have to do. Concentrate more on what you want to do. Right? Yeah. No, totally. That's that's a good one. Uh, Adri. Uh, I would say I love making lists. Um, lists really help me anything that I can put on paper and that I could just get out of my head. Make a list of all the all the reasons why you haven't. Like all the things that hold you back, whether it's past experiences, whether it's comments that others have made, whatever all of those things may be, put them to the side, like crumple it up, throw it out, tear it up, burn it, whatever you have to do so that you can have a clear and level head and the things that are left afterwards are what propel you forward. Um, especially because your who is so much about what you love and so much about the joy that you find and so much about the things that give you that spark. So once you can like put aside all the murky, the light becomes so much brighter. Right on, Audi. Damn, powerful, powerful from everyone. Uh, Jury, your lessons, your advice that you would give to yourself in your journey of the who from this point forward, what would it be? So it goes really deep to my root of sexual abuse from my dad and then abandonment from my mom that um, I suffer with sex addiction and um, in the way the void that I had since childhood that I've always been outsourcing and not inwarding to fill the void um, and in the way that I get screwed by a lot of men um, who like can I swear yeah I mean it's, it, it's your thoughts feel free <laughs> who doesn't who does pretty much give a fuck about me at the end of the day yeah and then like why would I like give all of myself to these you know you know people that um at the end of the day don't really care about you yeah because of the void that i didn't recognize and the void that i'm trying to feel with this man that i had void since childhood and then to me sex and fear um uh, the same thing because I was so so sexually abused from between age 8 to 13 and it's a huge problem for me so I would say one time I learned from 
um, integration coach, which is on my book. Uh, when I talked about the sexual addiction from the child sex abuse, that um, I was once told I'm the love that I seek. And mm. I've never had that kind of concept. And still, I'm struggling with that because I'm always seeking outsource. But at the end of the day, you have to really dig inside and then fill that void yourself. And yeah. it's been a, a fucking huge challenge for me. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that very powerful story. I hope that we can continue to stay in touch. I just gave you a follow and uh, you can find me on, on all social media pretty much at under Hector H. Lopez altogether, um, Hector H. Lopez. And I, I'd be, I'd love to stay in touch and uh, have further conversations because I think your story is so powerful, Jerry. So thanks for sharing. Uh, give thank me, you, everyone. Thank you. Jell. Give me your thoughts, man. What's your advice to yourself regarding the who development from this point forward? Man, don't focus on anything other people tell you about yourself. You know, that that inward reflection is what's real. And, you know, pay attention to it, hone in on it, um, and really dial in the channel to, you know, the voice that's actually telling you the truth. Um, you know, we all have have multiple, you know, the angel and demon analogy, you know, that people always say, you know, where one is telling you one thing, the other is telling you the other. Yeah. There's always another line that's not being heard. And that's the one that you really got to find that that's the one that's telling you the truth. Um, and just pay attention to it. You know, it'll help you really decide on the decisions that, you know, are going to create who you are. Just the conversations alone make the day worth it. And I, I mean, you guys know the running thing here in terms of, all right, the podcast is called 28,000 Days. We're on Spotify now. It's a daily podcast. It's a daily conversation in English, in Spanish. It's a, it's, it's so for me, it ends up being my journal, right? It's like I wake up in the morning. I have certain thoughts. I'm jotting down. All right. I want to figure out this pathway about this that I'm asking myself, I bring the power of who we are to the table because honestly, it was a topic on my mind on day 15,082 or whatever it is, 52, I've run, I've lost the count, uh, 52, 15,052, I've got a running count here on my journal. Um, and for me, I think I come away from uh, with a lot of clear things. Number one, Let's drive out the toxic people in our life. Like, let's just put them in a box. Sometimes they have to stay around because they may be family. They may be people that we just can't extricate ourselves from. But you put them in a box and you focus on the things that drive you. Your particular mountain, to use that make good art uh, speech that we talked about by Neil Gaiman. Um, you focus on walking towards that mountain no matter what. Yes, we all have bills to pay. Yes, we all are in various levels of the rat race. But if we can manage to figure out how to utilize these scars and dust ourselves off from some of those falls that we've taken in life, you know, we got to realize everybody has fallen everybody has gotten dust all over themselves scars all over themselves if you can get yourself away 
here's the big step. If you can get yourself away from living in the world where you're just focusing on the past or focusing in the future, kind of have a healthy balance and focus on the things that matter, your passions, your drivers, what your mountain is, you can start taking steps forward in crafting that who exactly the way it was meant to be. We have a voice inside and it's always telling us, you know, the direction we should head. Sometimes we choke it out though and we we don't listen to it. So um, I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Uh, these conversations are amazing for me and I hope they are for you as well. And I hope that this begins to build a small little community where we can we can all support each other's projects, uh, where we can all support each other's hopes and dreams and figure out ways of making them tangibly possible so that we can keep keep building the who and stay away from the superficial uh, just so that we can keep it real and look back 28,000 days later and say, you know what, we're going to raise a glass 28,000 days later. I hope to be raising a glass with Jonathan, with Adri, with Jury, with Jell, saying, yeah, these 28,000 days were, you know, that pretty damn awesome. So that's my message to you guys. I love y'all. And uh, let's do this again tomorrow. Thank you, everyone, for inviting me to speak. Thanks, Hector. Thank you. We'll see you Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Miss y'all all. This was day 15,052. Pretty damn good, if you ask me. See you next time.